The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Welcome to Trouble Tuesdays here on Passion, the night uh, I reserve to answer all of your sex, love, relationship, dating, mental health questions, whatever you want to talk about, I'm here for you tonight. 514-800 to text in if you want to call in, 514-790-0800. First of all, I want to thank um, all the people who took the time to share your thoughts about Passion. I got lots of wonderful um, messages on email and, and through Facebook and such, so I really, uh, really appreciate you taking the time and it means a lot to me as we celebrate, last night we celebrated our 20, uh, 21st birthday, 21st anniversary of Passion. So today officially marks our the beginning of our 22nd year, so our 5001 show. <laughs> uh, so welcome, I'm happy to be here and happy to still be here with you all. So let me share a couple of emails, some of them uh, may require you to respond as well, so how about we we can do that too. Remember, you, it's not just about answer, uh, asking questions, but also giving your own input. We've created a really nice community here. We've called it the, the passion community because it's people helping people as well, right? So your input, your uh, experiences, your advice helps. Not It's not just me, but I give mine, but you can also uh, weigh in as well. So you could do that at 514-800. How do you safely bike with someone, so cycle with someone new on a dating site or even just talk? Please give ideas. So I'm not sure what, I think you're referring to like creating a, a date where you go cycling together. That's fine, except that I just had this experience a couple of days ago. I'm cycling with my husband. We're trying to talk, but you know, you're pretty, you're not like right next to each other. I don't like biking right next to somebody because I always fear that I'm going to, you know, somehow veer into them. They're going to topple over. And it just so happened we were talking and then my husband flipped on his bike. I'm not sure what happened, but he was like, I whizzed past him. Anyway, it was like, I thought I had distracted him by talking about him or by talking to him. So it, it, I like, it's not something I'm even comfortable with, right? Unless I, I'm not even sure. I, I, maybe it's because I'm not such a, a, a super biker and I can't really bike next to somebody. I just don't think that that's necessarily the best first date, but you could go sit on a park bench. You could say, Hey, how about you could go biking, but maybe first meet up at a park or on, on the canal or somewhere where you're going to bike and sit down and say, how about we have a little picnic lunch first uh, and then at least have a conversation then and then go on your uh, on your bike um, and, and do that. So a lot of people are spending time getting to know each other before they, they date. Right. And, and again, it, a lot of us are, a lot of people are worried, especially single people about getting too close and how do you social distance dating? And then, um, 
let's use it to our advantage if we can, right? Let's, let's put a positive spin on it. Let's, let's say, Hey, we take away the pressure of physical contact. You can say, look, I'm not comfortable with physical contact, uh, right now. Um, and what I've been hearing from people is that if they feel the relationship can go somewhere, that it has, you know, potential, but as they're meeting them and having Zoom calls or FaceTime calls, as that's increasing and they're getting closer, if they see potential, then it's like, okay, maybe we can take it to the next level. Maybe we'll both get a, a COVID test first and uh, we trust that we are not in contact with other people before we we meet. Like, it's like a whole new a whole new way to date now forget about STI. I mean, don't forget about STI testing, but you know what I mean? It's like you, now we have to kind of show our COVID status, right? So there's that element as well. So I think the picnic is a good way to go where you can sit six feet apart from each other, where you can talk. Uh, and this is what I'm hearing other people are doing or going for a walk a walk is easier to con- to have a conversation with than than being on a bike, so there's that. Another texter says, I, "I want to meet someone online, but afraid because of uh, of COVID." So again, you you can meet somebody online. You don't have to fear uh, getting exposed when you can just establish a good connection online. Spend time, more time than we would normally uh, getting to know them. So I know that usually I give advice like you should meet as soon as possible, you know, like not not creating a, a fantasy in your head of the person and, and what have you. But in these times, I, I'm going the opposite. I'm saying get to know them first. Speak to them. First you text each other. Then move it to a virtual setting where you can see each other, where you can get a feel for the other person, like their their mannerisms and all of that, right? You're seeing them in, it may not be the best lighting, so it may not be the perfect, like in a, in a perfect picture, which is good. I don't think that's a bad thing. And get to know somebody virtually first and then if you see potential, then move it into, um, you know, into the, 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 the realm of, of actually meeting in person you, with social distancing and all of that until it gets maybe a bit more serious. And then, then you can t- discuss um, your risk. Everybody has a different level of a risk assessment that they do for themselves to see if they want to get physical, don't want to get physical, and uh, and that's it. Uh, Gray writes, I sent my own poem, but I was just a little late. Oh, I don't know if it got through. You might have sent it towards the end of the show, so I don't have it on my text board here, Gray. I'm really, uh, really sorry. Hi, Dr. Lori. I'm glad the celebration went well yesterday. Sorry I missed it, but I got to get up weekday mornings at 5.30 and 10 p.m. weeknight radio isn't always easily doable for me, but it's great that so many people shared their appreciation. Well, thank you for taking the time tonight. You know that you can listen to all the shows, all the past shows on podcast at your own leisure. So you can go to my website, drlori.com to get it. If you click on the Passion uh, Radio 
tab, you'll have all the past shows, including last night's show. And, or you can go, if you have the iHeart uh, app, you can find it there. If you go to CJD, uh, the the uh, the show page you can find it on there as well if you're if you've got SoundCloud downloaded it's available on SoundCloud you just have to type in passion uh, with Dr. Lori so it's all there we all must take calculated risks we have lives to live and as you say live life with passion yes live life with passion but safely if you're if you're anxious that's not that takes away a lot of the passion if you're living your life in anxiety because you're exposing yourself. So we all have to decide where our levels of anxiety are with regards to to this and make our own assessment. Obviously, if you're a high-risk person, that's something to um, consider. Talking about, there's some questions about uh, dating, lots of questions about uh, dating and other emails that I will share with you. And of course, you're welcome to uh, text in with whatever you've got at 514-800 on this Trouble Tuesday. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Trouble Tuesdays tonight on the program. I answer your questions, read your texts. Uh, you can text me at 514-800. You can always email me to Lori at drlori.com. If you want to call in, you could do that at 514 790 So I think our passion poet has a a competitor. Gray, Gray has tried his hand at poetry. I try to be a funny guy, but should give poetry a try. It seems to have a following, I see, but it's so hard to make a rhyme that adheres to a rhythmic line. That other guy's a braver man than me. I'll take my shots, my jabs, my puns, and hopefully we'll all have fun. I'll even try to hold my tongue. I swear too much, so says my mom. (laughs) That's very good, Gray. I'm impressed. Thank you. Uh, And keep sending your jokes. That's all good. Uh, Another text writes, COVID, we're really lucky in Quebec these days. The risk is very low to meet people in person. Still not great to have to socially distance, but it's not at all as bad as was the case in March, April, or May. Um, Quite true. It's, uh, It's better, but let me remind you that flu season is upon us also. So that's going to... I think create some anxiety because people are going to get colds, sniffles, whatever. And it like your mind immediately goes to, do I have COVID? Right. So we're probably going to see a lot more testing. I know what happens to me. I have, I have allergies and every time my throat is itchy or I'm congested, I keep thinking, did I catch something? Did I catch something? So it's, um, it's a bit scary, still a bit scary, but again, everybody has to do their own risk assessment. I'm not willing to judge people for that. The only thing I do judge is people who refuse to wear masks. I find that selfish because you're protecting others. It's not about protecting you and people still don't, uh, don't get that. So Gray, the passion poet says he did a nice job. Yes, he did. (laughs) Uh, I was dating a woman during the hottest days, but she would not let me inside the house where the fan was. Is breathing optional in a relationship? Ha ha. Listen, her own risk thing is I'm not letting people into my home and I don't blame her. Uh, You know, go into the shade, go sit on a terrace somewhere, do something else, but I would be okay with that. I don't think you should expect her to invite you into 
uh, her home, hot or not, fan or not, you know. Hello, Dr. Lori. If I may say a few words about last night's show, I really, really enjoyed it. It was nice to hear the Passion Poet read you that poem, which I found very touching. Paris is a fan of the poet as I am. I cannot believe he has been writing poems for you almost every night for a year. That is well over 200 poems thus far. Mm, Good math. Being that it is Trouble Tuesday and I have accepted the fact that dating sites are not for me, I would like to ask your advice for a friend. So I want people to listen carefully because I want to hear your thoughts on this. It's a particular situation who has a 15-year-old daughter, soon to be 16 next week. Her mom, like most women, own a toy or two, and her daughter has seen them. She asked her mom if she could buy her one. We are very good friends, and for her to reveal something as personal as this is way out of her comfort zone. My reaction was a simple, I really don't know. She is too young to go into a sex store to buy one herself, and I told her if it was me, I certainly would not take her. Her daughter is not sexually active with anyone, apparently still a virgin and no boyfriend. How would a mom go about this? Well, I think that's a really, that's a great question. Maybe a bit of a moral dilemma for some, right? But here's the thing. Here's what we hardly ever talk about with young people. We, and even older people, we don't talk about pleasure, People have sex because it's pleasurable. People masturbate because it's pleasurable. But yet we have a hard time talking, saying the word pleasure even, talking about pleasure with young people who are discovering their sexuality, who are discovering masturbation, etc. And I think that's a bit problematic. If we want to evolve and develop into... um, into uh, open, uh, comfortable with our sexuality adults, we need to address this, uh, this issue of, uh, of pleasure. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I think for me, that's really important. And if, look, the average age of first sexual intercourse is around 16 years old. If a young woman would delay having uh, sex if she had more, let's say if she had a sex toy and was able to self-pleasure and wasn't exploring that just with a partner, but on on her own, might she delay sexual activity? Maybe that might be something. So we can look at it that way. Uh, you're not, I don't think that, you, I think you have to be 18 to go into a, a, a sex a sex toy shop, whatever sex store, but there are other options. You can, the mother can go online with her. It opens up an, a discussion with her about what is clitoral stimulation, what is stimulation from uh, penetration. Like it's an important discussion to have. And, and I think it's great that her daughter was able to speak to her about this. I want to see the positive in this and to see, wow, like they obviously, the, the daughter felt comfortable talking to her mother about Uh, having a sex toy for herself, which means they must have had some talk about self-pleasuring, pleasure, masturbation, all of that. So I think it's, uh, I think this is a a positive thing. Uh, Texter writes, um, 
If the teen was brave enough to ask for a toy, mom should tell her to find one she wants online, uh, buy her one. At least it's safe sex. Yes, and I and I agree with that. That's how. Uh, that's my. That's exactly my position on that. Uh, she could buy the toy online without any drama. That true. That too. The the mother can say, "I'll pay for it. You can have that." You know. I, and I'm also curious what's. What's the father's position on this? Has the father been, did the daughter speak to the dad about it? Is the mother going to speak to the dad about it? That's a whole other thing. Uh, so let's hear what you, uh, what you have to say. What if your daughter came to you at 16 and said, I would love for you to get me a sex toy. Another one says, buy her one. Yep. So what, what would you, what would you do? Five, one, four, 800. I think it's a great question. I don't think that question has ever, ever come up here on, on the program as far as I, as far as I can recall. Mm, let's see another text at five, one, four, 800. I'm in a happy relationship, except it seems like I can't stop checking out other women. I am and will always remain loyal. However, when I'm with a short girl, I want to be with a tall girl. When I'm with a skinny girl, I want to be with a bigger girl, so on and so on. What's wrong with me? That's the uh, classic case of FOMO, right? Fear of missing out somehow. So um, at some point in your life, like you have to think about uh, what is uh, good enough, right? There can always be somebody better, bigger, nicer, smarter. That will That exists everywhere we go. But that's not how we assess our partnership. That is, we don't look at, well, could I do better, right? If you keep doing that and asking yourself, could I do better, um, then you're not looking at the person in front of you. And there is such a thing as finding, and that's not settling. When you say, is this person good enough? Like, so that I can, I can stop looking and searching and, and, and looking for, for bigger, better whatever, whatever it is, right? So think about that. Is that person good enough to, does that person provide you with, with what you need in a relationship, what we all need, right? Connection and intimacy and a place to feel safe and feel supported and validated and heard and respected. All those are the things that we, uh, that we need. Plus, of course, I'm not saying there shouldn't be attraction. There's attraction, chemistry, all of that is there too. So if all that is there, at some point you have to talk to yourself and say, hey, this is where I rest my head. Like this is it, right? And and then do the best for that relationship. Otherwise, you're just going to keep jumping from relationship to relationship, getting dissatisfied because you'll always think there's more. And that's part of the problem I find with, um, with these dating apps and the swiping. It's like, okay, I swipe on this one. Oh yeah, she seems really interesting or he seems really interesting, but maybe if I keep swiping, I'll find better and better and better and better so that you, you end up never being satisfied or never committing to, uh, one person or exploring to the nth degree that relationship. And so we end up being dissatisfied quickly, like, you know, one little thing and then, oh, you know what, there, there's probably somebody better after that or, or what have you. So I think that it's created a generation of like, 
easily discarded kind of disposable society. So that's the downside to uh, to the dating. Um, this a texter who writes in bad parenting for sure. Bad parenting, why? Because the mother and daughter are talking about masturbation and sex toys. I don't think that's bad parenting. I think that's actually very good parenting. Um, on the contrary. But the, again, that's my thoughts. You have your opinion. I have mine. And that's all That's all good. Coming up, our stupid sex story of the day. And then more of your emails, text messages, etc. After we check in with our CJD 800 newsroom. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Troubles Tuesdays tonight on the program. Uh, your texts, your comments, your questions. We had uh, one story about, um, well, a friend, a mom whose 16-year-old daughter asked her if she could get a, um, a sex toy. What are your thoughts? Should the mom get it for her or not? Uh, let's talk about our stupid sex story of the day first, and then we'll get to some of your text messages. This is the headline. Drunk couple strip off and have sex in back of police car after being arrested. So they were drunk. They were arrested. The pair were stopped by police in Florida after they were spotted riding bikes around, no lights on, and were almost hit by a car. When the deputy pulled these two over, they were 31 and 35, so they're not teenagers, he noticed the couple stank of booze and had bloodshot eyes. So he piled them into the backseat of a police car, which appeared to appeal to the couple. He says, while I was outside of my patrol vehicle, Megan and Aaron took their clothes off and started to have sex. When I opened up the door to stop them, Aaron was naked and Megan had her pants down. When he went to intervene, a nude Thomas managed to flee the Nassau County deputy's clutches and ran off through a car park. His escape proved brief as he was caught a short time later hiding behind a nearby ice cream parlor. Thomas was charged with an additional offense of theft because he still had police handcuffs on him when he ran off. The pair were ultimately charged with a range of offenses, including driving under the influence and exposure. Uh, Both have reportedly had multiple previous brushes with uh, police. So there's your stupid couple of the night. Anyhow. Uh, All right, Uh, another text that says, bad parenting for sure or single moms raising kids. So that's putting a real judgment on single people, frankly, uh, or single parents. Uh, I I have to uh, respectfully disagree. Another texter, I don't see a problem with buying the sex toy for the teen. And as for the guy, FOMO, the caveman part of a guy's brain, mine included, obviously notices all the visually sexy women out there. But I tell it, meaning his brain, that my girlfriend has top billing and that's that. So there you go. Uh, The fact that the daughter has clear lines of communication is to be admired. She should get the toy as a reward. Um, Listen, I I think it's great, too, that they're able to have this kind of clear communication. I I think it's great. 
Okay, here's another one that you might want to respond to as well. I told my partner I would pleasure her orally only if she returned the favor. Is that too much to ask? So this isn't about favor. They're not favors. It is a mutually, you want a mutually satisfying sexual experience. How about talking about how does she feel about giving oral sex, talking about how important that is for you or how you enjoy that and maybe be able, like, I I think it should be reciprocal. Like you, we pleasure each other. I think that it's not good if one person feels that they are not, they are not getting, um, pleasured and feel frustrated because they feel they're giving and not getting. It's a give and take in a sexual experience. Absolutely. So it's not that it's too much to ask, but it's a discussion to be had without resentment, without like, just find out what's in her head. What is she thinking about letting her know that you really enjoy this and you want to, you know, yes, you want to give her pleasure and like, you don't want to be playing a game where, well, if you're not going to do it, well, screw that. I'm not going to do that either. You know? And then you, and then we play like a withholding game and that's not going to go well. Uh, in the end. So having an open discussion about that, like everybody feels differently too about like their level of comfort with oral sex. I've met some men who didn't like to perform oral sex, some women who don't like to perform oral sex. Like let's see what's going on there and let's see if we can make it so that everybody is happy and everybody gets their needs met. And that's why it's so important to be able to have sexual communication so that you can negotiate and compromise and, and talk about what each of your needs are, her needs are, etc. Does anybody else want to add to that? 514-800. I was reading that stress levels are increasing more and more now. The article predicts that during winter months, you can expect violence to increase, road rage, lineup fights, and outright confrontations. Well, let's hope not. Definitely, I think a lot of people I've been speaking to are anticipating um, negatively, of course, the the winter, thinking, how is it going to be? There's so much uncertainty. Uh, kids are going back to school. I'm, I'm talking to super anxious uh, parents. Like, it is not pretty right now. I think everybody's under a lot of stress, and the stress is mostly caused by the unknown. So much unknown right now that it's um, it's quite scary, right? It's, it's like we don't handle, as humans, we don't handle the unknown very well. Uh, it's not surprising that it causes us stress, and uh, it's like unpredictability. We like when things are more, uh, predictable because then we can plan better, but how do you plan for something you have no idea is going to happen? Like the kids are going back to school and the parents are going like, okay, but what happens in two weeks? Like, so if people get, uh, kids start coming home with COVID, what are we going to do now? And what's going to happen and what's going to happen to my job and how am I going to work and how am I going to homeschool my kids? And I don't know how to do that. And like on and on. So we can make ourselves crazy. Well, not in the necessarily clinical way, but we can certainly drive ourselves nuts by, uh, you know, thinking very far ahead and then 
doing playing the what if game, right? What if this happens and what if that happens and what if, what if, what if. So, and actually on Monday night, we'll have our therapist panel who will, we'll talk about the what ifs. We'll talk about how to cope with that because it's difficult. Like we are all under uh, that stress. And so therapists needs need to be uh, on the ball too to pick up on uh, people's stress level suicide rates I'm sure uh, have been going up as well so uh, there's uh, there is help out there and and I think it it's important that we are able to get people to get the appropriate help as well because it's not just about getting COVID, it's also uh, affecting our mental health. And, and that's something that we uh, must not uh, neglect for sure. Um, for the oral sex, if one enjoys pleasing orally and the other does not, I don't think it's a big deal. I have been with a woman who did not like going down on a penis. It was not a big deal. I will still went down on her anyway. I do not want her to do something that would turn her off. There you go. Uh, okay. The two are really drunk, but yeah, they deserve to be booked for that naked in the police cruiser silliness too. (laughs) Right. I guess driving drunk on a bicycle is just as dangerous and you can get a ticket for that, at least in Florida. And, uh, yes, indecent exposure, I guess is what they, uh, were arrested for. Another email, incredible starting 22nd year. I must say that you have been and still are a positive one hour interlude from this dark troubled world we now live in. Even though things have opened up, people wearing masks, avoiding each other, I am finding it difficult to cope. I cry sometimes randomly when alone. Am I losing it? Am I alone in how I feel? But at 10 p.m. weeknights, a reassuring voice comes over my radio, and for the next hour, everything is okay. Thank you for being here, because sometimes I think I'm not at all there. Uh, You know, thank you for that, by the way. You are certainly not alone. I would say that this is the majority of people express exactly what you are expressing. It is difficult to cope. We do have moments of sadness. There's a loss. We have lost so much in this pandemic, our our loss of certain freedoms and our loss of, of people in our lives, our loss of our social lives. Some people, loss of jobs, loss of income. There's a lot of loss involved here. So yeah, you are not alone in how you feel. I get it. The, the disconnecting, thinking you're not all there. You're, you're human, you're human. And this is absolutely uh, a normal for under these circumstances. Passion with Dr. Lori Batido on CJAD 800. Last couple of minutes left here on Trouble Tuesday. Your thoughts, your questions, 514-800 to text in. Here's in response to this. I told my partner I would pleasure her orally only if she returned the favor. Is that too much to ask? This person says this, and this is a very important point that I neglected, but I'm so glad you brought it up. Uh, I think women need oral if they want to achieve an orgasm, whereas men can have one with intercourse only, making oral sex a mere bonus for men. Therefore, for women receiving, it's more of a necessity. It's a deal breaker for many women. 
And you have a good point there. It's that for many women, that clitoral stimulation, that oral sex is absolutely vital for them to get to their orgasm. They won't orgasm with intercourse alone. 80% of women don't. So um, I have to agree with you on that one. That's an excellent, excellent point. Very good point. Mm, let's see. Uh, here's hoping that you steer the mother in the right direction regarding model of toy. Having previously won the Dr. Lori prize at the taboo show, I can assure you there are front runners. Uh, so you bring up a good point. So for the, the mom whose daughter asked for a sex toy, if I was the mom, I would say, how about you try with a clitoral vibrator, a tiny little thing. We're not talking about a big dildo or anything like that you're not you're not encouraging uh penetration or penetrative play necessarily but this kid is learning about her body and clitoral stimulation is where it's at for women so getting her a tiny little they call them bullets they're just they're just vibrating they look like a a lipstick actually and they vibrate and that's a really good place to start for anybody beginning to start with uh, sex toys and clitoral stimulation. So thanks for bringing that up. Should have said that, but that's uh, that's a very good point. So getting that kind of toy. I think when people hear sex toy, they're thinking of, you know, just like penis-looking toys, but there are thousands upon thousands of different types of toys to pleasure women and they do not all go inside the woman Um, many of them are made for women for to give them that clitoral stimulation pleasure that most women need so um, that's it the unknown provokes fear it's human nature everyone wants to go to heaven but no one wants to die how true how true uh, Dr. Lori, congrats on 21 years of passion. I've been listening and I know you have been asking for suggestions, what listeners like and do not like so much. I was wondering if we can get an update on suggestions or what shows are most popular. I hope the baby boomer show will continue yourself, Mallory and Mark seem so perfect together. It almost reminds me of three's company for the radio with a serious side. Will there be another boomer show loved last night's show? with Paris. I do have a suggestion. Couples night allows a couple to call in or if too shy, email you the problem or problems they are facing and you in the passion community comment. They can even reply to comments by text. That's actually a very good uh, suggestion. I, uh, I like that. I like that where we take a situation and see how people might uh, respond to that. So we'll, we'll keep that in there. Yes. The boomer show will happen every month. So you will hear it every month. We will have our trivia show every month as well. We'll have the passion view as well. We'll, We're going to change up our alternative sex panel. So it won't be a panel so much as a topic that we uh, address specifically and have a specific guest for that specific topic. So whether we decide to talk about BDSM or we talk about open marriages, polyamory, um, anything that's outside of the, the norm in terms of alternative sex. And we'll just delve deeper into what that means with a, a special guest so that they'll, we're going to be doing more of that. Um, our uh, law hour, we'll, we'll keep our law hour because uh, 
well, it's frankly, it's free advice, free legal advice, and who doesn't want that? So I know there's uh, a need for that nonetheless. Uh, Our therapist panel is important too, because there we deal with mental health issues. So if there are some things that you want to hear more of, like even if you have topic or themes or, or ideas, share them with me anytime. I'm very open to uh, looking at uh, and responding to the needs of our, uh, of our listeners as well. Uh, 80% of women do not orgasm during intercourse. Does that coincide with 80% of women faking orgasms? Bingo. Uh, yes. And that is around the number. I think the number is like 76% of of women have faked orgasm. Usually it is during intercourse that they fake it because, well, why do you think they're faking it? Because they don't want to, um, upset their partner or they, they don't want to, hurt their feelings or they don't want them to think that they were not a good lover. It's just the expectation and certainly the expectation that comes from what we see in pornography where women seem to really enjoy uh, um, uh, penetrative sex that the viewers of pornography think that that's how women, all women should be or are. And if they have not been told differently, then that's what they assume. And so they may take it personally. What am I doing wrong? But it has nothing to do with that. So, uh, very good point. Uh, I don't like to do the oral sex. Only thing I might is, I don't know what you mean. Only thing I might is the smell. So listen, if, I don't know if you're a man or a woman, but not everybody is comfortable with every sexual act or position. That's your right. You just need to know why for yourself so that you can have that discussion with your partner and some things you can work around. So if for example, you don't want to go down on a a woman because something about the smell bothers you. First, we need to find out why is usually there's not a, 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 a bad smell. It's just a smell, but you can use flavored uh, lubricant, for example, that has the smell of cherries or you can, I mean, there's different things that you could do, uh, to make that different. Uh, I think men use a bullet so they don't have to go down on the woman. (laughs) You mean they use the bullet on the woman? Well, if it's okay with her and that works for her and she doesn't ask for more, I think every woman and, and every man really should talk about what they would like and what works best for them. So maybe she's not complaining because that does work best for her. So that's uh, also uh, an option right there. Um, my daughter won't ask my wife. She asks me, I am in a sexless marriage and I don't want my wife answering her questions. Wife can't even say penis or vagina. So it's unfortunate that, uh, there's such a, cl- you know, a closure to, or closed mindedness when it comes to sex or discomfort. I'm not even gonna say closed mind It's more about a complete discomfort that can come from one's upbringing, religious upbringing, expectations, whatever it is. So a couple of things here is it's sad that you're in a sexless marriage and that like maybe it's something you need to address, especially if one of you is feeling 
rather frustrated and um, bringing the issue of sex out into the open with a trained uh, therapist who can talk about this openly and and teach you how to how to talk about sex in a more open manner might be a good place um, to start. But I also applaud you for having the openness and developing that relationship with your daughter who's able to speak to you about sexual issues. I think that's fabulous as well. I don't think it's a question of, you know, men speak to their sons and women speak to their uh, their daughters. I think dads can can also do some of the uh, the talking. Absolutely. If both partners are fresh out of the shower beforehand and neither has an infection, there should be no smell. So there you go. So smell is not a uh, unexcuse apparently. Uh, so sad that many women end up faking it. Come on, guys, let's communicate better with our partners and let go of expectations and pressure about that. Uh, yeah, I agree with you 100% on that one. That's it for this Trouble Tuesday. I'm taking the next couple of days off, so you will be listening to some uh, Best of Passion for the next uh, three days, but I will be back live on um, Monday evening with our therapist panel. We'll talk about, you know, especially as people are going back to school and our mental health issues and all of that. So uh, we'll see you then. Thank you so much to our technical producer, Dave Simon. Thank you for sending in your, uh, your letters and your questions and your text messages. Very interesting. Made the show quite interesting tonight. You can connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Batito or through my website, drlori.com, where you can reach me. Uh, you can also pick up some of the podcasts, the shows that you have missed, or you can go straight to the iHeart app on the CJD page and you will find our shows there as well. Coming up next year on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening. Stay safe and remember to live your life with passion.